Welcome to the Talking with Tata podcast. I'm your host, Andy Schneider, also known as Tata. This week, we're going to have someone who really has made my life easier and my whole family's life easier, Tatiana Blanco, the owner of Neat Method Miami. Tatiana does it all. She organizes spaces. She organizes nurseries, toys. She kind of goes in and basically will change your life throughout stages. She makes things easier, and I'm excited for you all to hear how she can make your life easier as well. The NEAT method is one that my sister introduced me to a few years ago when I first moved into my one bedroom in Miami. And ever since, I'd say about every six months, I am editing my closet, my kitchen, and they come in and are creating just a space to make me feel organized. And with this Talking With Tata business, organization is everything I need right now. Okay, so playrooms... I still love to say kids need to play because I feel like a lot of people are like, this is always a mess. And I'm like, well, it's a it's a playroom. Mm-hmm. So kids need to feel that liberty of like they are in here to play. But then there definitely has to be a system of like how to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how we love to do like cubby units and cubby systems and kind of categorize the toys in very general categories of like cars, building, crafts, things like that, that we can, again, put a label on that little basket. And then they know like they can open it up, play with all that. But if it's cleanup time, Again, they know kind of like where to put it back. One of my favorite parts of this podcast that I think a lot of our moms will love listening to is how Tatiana talks about organizing different toys and how she gets into a playroom and she might organize something by cars or transportation, food, uh, dolls. And, you know, whether your child is in love with one specific toy, she'll really organize the room so it benefits you and your child. And that's something as a speech pathologist I love. And for me, we do a lot of core category naming and just really working with a specific toy a day. I don't really believe in just throwing every toy at your child. I like to keep it by category, keep it organized, which it seems like Tatiana does as well. And for us, it helps really organize your child's brain. So if you're working on transportation, we can use those activities. Even if your child is just playing, play with one item at a time. Don't bombard them and overload them at once. So I think that's something that Tatiana and I both agree on. Keeping a space organized keeps your brain organized um, and as well as speech and language milestones. Tatiana is also a mom of two and gives a lot of tips and tricks as to how she manages to run this business in South Florida as well as be a mom to two children and have a amazing lifestyle. Every week we are going to have Tata's tip of the week and this week is pause and wait. When you're speaking with your child, you obviously want to use slow, very articulate speech. But something that we are all victims of is we talk to children and answer for them or we give them about a half a second, maybe a second to answer your question. What do you want for dinner? They don't answer right away, you tell them. Pizza, pasta. What we do wanna do is pause, and it might seem really unnatural, but you want to pause for about five, maybe even seven seconds. It will seem like an eternity, but really, you're trying to give them the opportunity. One, this is taking the pressure off of your child. It's giving them the opportunity to think a second before they answer you. Two, it's also giving them the opportunity to participate in the conversation, back and forth conversation. It's not as though you're just lecturing them. It's actually giving them an opportunity to answer you. And usually we recommend giving two options after the pause. Let's say I ask you what you want for dinner. You don't answer me. I wait about five to seven seconds. Then I would say, would you like to have pizza, pasta, or chicken for dinner? 
at which point your child will probably answer at that point. So let's jump right in and listen to our conversation with Tatiana. Have fun. Hi, I'm excited to welcome our guest for this week, Tatiana Blanco from The Neat Method Miami. Welcome. Hi, Andy. Thank you for having me. Of course. Tatiana is the owner of Neat Method Miami. She loves nothing more than transforming people's everyday lives with organization. So Tatiana, give us about a 30-second elevator pitch. What is the NEAT method? Okay, so the NEAT method, is it's hard to condense it in very few words because we do so much, but we really just want to help people live better in their homes, live a little bit stress-free. So, you know, we all have so many things, so many things that we need to store, so many things that we love, and it's kind of like just putting a little bit of a method to that madness so you can easily find your belongings, easily edit things out. And again, we work so much in helping people transition. So we help people transition when you're having a baby. Mm -hmm. People then will transition into having that child has grown up and now that room needs to become, you know, a study room. So we help kind of people transition throughout life Mm -hmm. in their home. So that's really a lot of what we do, just kind of help you live better in your home. Great. All right. Well, I have used you guys before and I highly recommend. You have really helped me organize my whole life, honestly, and my whole family's life. So thank you for that. So clarify for us, you are the owner of Neat Method Miami, but there is Neat Method all over the country, correct? Yes. Okay. So there are over a hundred plus franchises now. So when I started with Neat Method, we weren't even a franchise yet. You know, we were just a few different cities. I think we were like 10 cities in different wow. parts with different owners. And and that's how we kind of started. And then we started seeing that different women wanted to launch their own businesses with their passion of organizing. So then that's how it kept growing and growing. And it became now that people have franchises and we have even franchises in Canada. So wow. Congratulations. Canada, yeah. So you were born in Spain, but spent a lot of time in Miami. What was your transition from Spain to Miami? Tell us a little bit about your lifestyle here. Okay. Well, I was actually born in Spain in Madrid, Cuban parents, and I lived there part of my young life and then moved on to Mexico and Panama and ended up in Miami when I was 10 years old. And then I pretty much grew up in Miami and then I left for college and met my husband over there and then, you know, moved back to Miami. And then I, you know, worked here in advertising for a couple of years. And then when I got married, I ended up moving back to Spain and lived in the Canary Islands for seven years and then moved back. And then that when I moved back, which was eight years ago, is when I launched Neat Method here in Miami. Wow. So how did you get from advertising to organizing? Advertising was just my first passion, but I guess I've always just been this organized person throughout all of that and all aspects of my life. And when I moved back to Miami from Spain, my husband owned they own an advertising agency in Europe and Spain. I kind of didn't want to work in the same business. Mm-hmm. So there I just started like doing other things that I was passionate about. I had a baking business. Um, and when I moved back to Miami, I just realized, like, what am I always doing that I want to just dedicate my my myself to, you know, mm-hmm. something that comes easy. And I realized I was always, like, helping other people organize their homes. I was always inside, like, a shelf or a cover, like, making things look better and finding a process for mm-hmm. things. So I realized that that was kind of really something that was just natural in me. So I was like, mm-hmm. does this even exist? Does, does you know, organizing things for, for, for people exist as a job? That's how I found Neat Method. I kind of just Googled that. Like, professional organizer, is that a thing? <laughs> and, wow. And Neat Method popped up and they had just started and I transitioned into that. Mm-hmm. So you took your talent and what you really love to do and forms. Yeah. Yeah. I really love just always helping people. I remember in that transition, I feel like as women, we all kind of know, we always have like, what are we meant to do? And what is really, what is our point, right? What is yep. our passion? And and I, I always felt like I wrote down, like, I loved helping people. 
I'm a very organized person. I see it clearly, things that other people, for them, it feels very complicated and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I kind of see the solution really fast. From there is what sparked me to be like, pursue this if it, it existed. Because mm -hmm. at first I was like, does this even exist? Will people pay me to do this? Wow. <laughs> and it did. Okay. For example, me. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. So how would you suggest or how do you tailor organization to individual clients? Do you walk into a home and say, this is what this person needs? Or would you say, everybody, it's the same method, the same neat method that you have? So it's very customized. It's very like we like to ask people, how do you want to live or what are the pain points of your current home? Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people are like, I love my house, but like, you know, this is causing me stress every time I open this closet or I can never find this. I can never find that. So we just pretty much want to understand like what the issue is and try to find the solution, put a system in place. So then you can, again, find the things that you need to find, edit stuff out, which is, I think, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people need to get rid of a lot of things that they just hold on to so then they can really find the things that they really need right. and have access to those things. So, yes, it's very customized to each person and how they want to live, mm -hmm. also how each space is designed. So bringing it back to our Tata community, we mm -hmm. have a community of moms, parents, parents who are new, parents who maybe have four kids and want to just organize their space. So I'm going to have you tick through a few organization tips for us here. Okay. I'll throw some at you and just give us your best suggestions yeah. if you have any for us. How would you organize a kid's room or a playroom? Okay, so playrooms... I still love to say kids need to play because I feel like a lot of people are like, this is always a mess. And I'm like, well, it's a it's a playroom. Mm -hmm. So kids need to feel that liberty of like they are in here to play. But then there definitely has to be a system of like how to pick it up. Mm -hmm. OK, so that's how we love to do like cubby units and cubby systems and kind of categorize the toys in very general categories of like cars, building, crafts, things like that, that we can, again, put a label on that little basket. And then they know like they can open it up, play with all that. But if it's cleanup time. Again, they know kind of like where to put it back. Mm -hmm. And that kind of system can then be placed. But again, the playroom will always, it's just funny when we organize playrooms, like it looks beautiful. Why don't we want the kids to come <laughs> in here? I'm like, no, 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 they have to come in and enjoy it. And then know that like, okay, let's put away all the blocks with blocks. So then the next time, you know, again, it's just easy to find everything. And so technically you really use a lot of different tips that we teach our moms because I really teach a lot about category naming mm -hmm. and categorization and sorting toys. Yes. And in one of our classes, for example, we'll have themes each week. So we do transportation theme and I have just a box of different cars and trucks. So essentially you're doing the organizing for the parents, which is expanding language and really working on different skills for the kids. So exactly. I think that's great. Okay. So what about closets and clothing for kids? For example, newborn onesies, toddler outfits, kind of a few questions into this and I'll, you can okay. separate them. Let's say someone is having a new baby. So how would you organize their life to make it easier? Mm -hmm. And then what if they are done with the first baby, ready for the second? How would you kind of transition, yeah, transition. for the moms? Yep. Keyword always the transition because that's just mm -hmm. how life is. And we get different touch points with our clients of being able to help them at different times. But the setup always for a newborn is, you know, you're always going to have their initial dresser. And in that dresser, those top two drawers, you always want it to be like, you know, the diapers and the wipes and the little creams and, you know, the little hairbrush and everything that you kind of use, like you're changing them right up there at the beginning. And then in the bottom drawers, we file fold. So it's a little system that we file it in a way that it looks, you know, beautiful by color. And we just do that by size. So it'll be like everything newborn onesies will be on one side. We love to label inside of those drawers. You know, once they mm -hmm. close, you don't see it. But when you open, there's a little 
lip, you label it. So you put, you know, your first couple months. And again, like that, we just separate with dividers. The next, you know, little section will be the next size up. Same thing, you go down through the dresser kind of in that format. And then what ends up happening is we'll start putting even in that dresser, the clothes like six to nine months. So then what you end up doing, it's already in the bottom. You just start moving it up to the top mm -hmm. when that newborn size, you know, is gone. Then you just kind of take that little pile, put it up. And then all those things, we love to say like, go ahead and edit all those onesies that were just like six, you know, the first couple months of their life. Are you going to keep them all? And if you are, because you're going to plan to have a second baby, let's go ahead and do a box that you're going to store. And we're also going to have it labeled by the first, you know, zero to six months. Right. And that's just the close. But try to always edit that because, you know, like some has stains or maybe ones were too fancy and they never even wore it to try to edit. So we can just have you this one little box. You can store it at the top of a closet. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready for that, again, you just start, you know, pulling it in and reusing. Got it. So mm -hmm. if, let's say, for example, my sister, so she has two kids, third on the way. Where do you suggest people, especially, I mean, depending on if they live in an apartment or if mm -hmm. they were in New York City in a smaller space, where would you suggest somebody store everything or do you suggest, you know, keeping it? It's personal preference. Obviously, if you just started your, your family and you mm -hmm. know you're going to have more children and you love these pieces, you know, like, and a lot of them are like, if it's boy, girl, like you can always mm -hmm. reuse. Definitely keep your favorites. I just always like to say, keep your favorites. You're always going to get new, you yeah. know, like you have a new baby. It's a new baby shower. Somebody's always going to give you a gift. So then you can decide if you have top space in your closet to store these bins. We love to put at the top of a closet, you know, out of reach. Yep. You know, you're not really needing that. It's out of reach area. If not, we can do a lot of under bed storage. If there's any low, very thin boxes that we can like hide under a bed mm -hmm. or something like that. There's a vacuum pack that they can actually vacuum pack it and make it very small if like space is tight. But really just putting it anywhere in the house that, you know, again, you don't need access. Imagine if you just had the baby and she's, you know, six months and then you have to wait if you to see if you have another child. It's going to be a long time. So you right. just need it somewhere that's not any prime real estate, we like to call it. Like right. don't put it anywhere. But like we rather have the things that you need to use. Got it. And. Okay. That's a good tip. So let's move on to the next category. So kitchen utensils, bottles, plates, bowls. Let's say you have three children running around and everyone wants something different. How do you make it easier for parents? And it depends on the design and of your space mm -hmm. and the options that you have there. So we love doing drawers, mm -hmm. especially if the kids are already at that age that they can grab and the parents want them to have things accessible. So we'll create like a drawer. And again, we'll put a really good divider to divide up all the bottles, their little plates, the little bibs, everything in one space. So it's just like, we just call it, this is your kid drawer. It has its dividers. We'll always make it super beautiful and stack everything great. It might not always look like that, but it has its divider. So yep. as long as the plates are with the plates, the cups are with the cups, it's just one space that you know you can go to always find everything and that the kids can go find that. And we mm -hmm. create the same thing sometimes in pantry spaces for the same type of items. And, and also as they grow for like their snacks, you know, you know, the kid can just run and like open the snack drawer and you're like, you know, he has all the little options again with your little divider of all the little sections. And it also helps you, helps moms also realize what do I need to buy? Mm -hmm. Which I feel like sometimes is the issue when you have certain pantries and they're just like stuffed and you really can't see what you have. So these drawers allow you to see like, hey, like if it's full of my fishy, you know, snacks or whatever, okay, I don't need to buy. And all of a sudden when you start seeing it's 50%, okay, let me go buy another box. But mm -hmm. sometimes when that's in the back of a pantry, you, you just you don't, don't know. know. Is right. that box even full? Because the box could be there, but it could be empty because nobody threw out the empty box. You know, guys, yeah. that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I am a victim to that. <laughs> All right. And last one, maternity clothing versus just regular clothing for pregnancy that doesn't fit. Again, going back to has one child, thinking about a second. Obviously, yes, moms and dads like to both buy new clothing. But yeah. what do you suggest? So maternity, again, same kind of process of what we would do for mm -hmm. the baby clothes that you've, you know, outgrown is to decide what are your favorites. And I feel like with maternity, so much has changed. A lot of people, I think you probably buy a lot of maternity clothes that you think you're going to wear. Mm -hmm. 
and then you don't end up wearing a lot of that. You end up wearing a lot of your own clothes or getting a bigger size. And even if you want to keep that, it's just editing that. I feel like the biggest right. thing is always just editing at the end of your pregnancy. Maybe you're like, oh my God, I, I wore this for like seven months. I don't even want to see it again. Like, okay, let it go. Like, why are you going to store it? Unless you're like, I love these leggings. I wore them for seven months. They're my favorites. Okay, let's go ahead and store them. And same process. Let's put it in a bin. Let's label it maternity. So when you're ready, you just bring that up and then create space again in your closet. Okay. So that actually brings up a really interesting point. So do you kind of have a rule of thumb or just a suggestion of when to get rid of something? If you haven't worn it in a certain amount of time, what's your go-to? I just love to say if you haven't worn it in like a year, it's a good chance that, you know, you might not where it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of it, but mm -hmm. just really think about that. Hey, I really haven't worn a year. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, it's been two. I'm like, okay, well, if it's been two, <laughs> then really think about that. Or just right. really think about every time that you put it on. Do you love how it looks? Like, are you, do you feel great? Do you feel confident? Are you like, oh, it's just expensive. We get that a lot. I just spend a lot of money on it. I just spend a lot of money on it. Like, yep. well, but you know, it's just taking up real estate in your closet. Mm -hmm. You're really not getting a use out of it. So you can donate it. We always think like everything has another life. Donate it. Somebody else is, that's going to be like their favorite shirt that they're going to love forever. And for you, it was one of like a million just hanging here. You know what I mean? So just think like you're giving it, you're giving that good energy to somebody else. Everyone needs an older sister like mine who <laughs> says, you don't wear this, get rid of it. Yes. Or I don't wear this, here you go. Exactly. And I just steal from her. Exactly. And then you love it, right? You're yep. like, oh my God, I love this. And it was my sister's. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I personally know that when my apartment is a mess, my brain is a mess. I am a mess. I get overwhelmed. I get stressed out. What are your top three tips for staying organized? So someone like me, I don't have any children yet. You guys came and organized mm -hmm. my apartment when I first mm -hmm. moved in. Right. What are your tips for staying organized? The biggest thing is, again, the, the system was you create is part of that maintenance of being able to continue that order, right? To mm -hmm. not get messy, to not get things out of whack. But again, there's always a maintenance. So to maintain that system, it's just taking some time. So it, maybe it's like the once a week that you got, I got to put my systems back in place. I got to make sure like the things that are in my drawer that only belong here. It's, it's a t-shirt drawer, but you'll start putting something random in there. So it's almost just like, it's a maintenance that, you know, again, you could do who's ever helping you at the house could do like a monthly maintenance, to like make sure things are in their place. And again, always just editing and anything that comes into the home, don't let it sit there. It, it happens a lot with people's mm -hmm. mail. Like I just have the mail and oh, what do I do? It just sits here on the counter. I was like, well, you got to Grab it the moment it comes in. You got to be on top of that trash and be like, boom, boom, boom. Half of it is trash. Get it out that moment. Mm -hmm. And that way it won't bother you again. So everything is just like a little bit of maintenance, a little bit of upkeep. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a tip at all. No, yeah, <laughs> no that's know? very helpful. Yeah. Maintaining, making sure like nothing gets overwhelmed. If we have a basket that it's supposed to hold a certain quantity, when you see that basket overflowing, you're like, okay, I got to tackle that. I, I should look at that. Maybe it's like, I have too much in there. I got to get something out. Mm -hmm. You know? Is there anything that people would not assume about you? Obviously people hear of the NEAT method and just organization, and they assume you help people with moving, um, maybe a new child. Is there anything that you guys really do or like to help people with that someone would not assume from you? We help in any aspect and all aspects of the home. I feel like a lot that mm -hmm. we really help in space planning and in when people are designing their homes, we come in as a consultant and we look at the plans for their kitchen, the wow. plans for their closets. Again, we just go through and again, they're working with great companies that this is what they do for a living. Mm -hmm. But we are the ones that know the functionality of the space. It's not just about looking pretty on the outside. It's about making sure that this should be a pullout drawer in this kitchen versus a flat shelf because, you know, she's going to have to like bend down so far and she's never going to see what's behind that shelf. Let's go ahead and put out a pullout. It's just going to be easy. 
it's the more accessible again for kids for bottles for anything again like our hat of like how that person wants to live mm -hmm. you know and uh, do they have all these children and whatever the, the thing may be and kind of make sure we put in those little things into the design same thing with closets bathrooms you know certain things that sometimes people just leave out and I was like oh if you would have called us right before like everyone's making so many custom homes mm -hmm. we hate going into a new custom space that's so beautiful and then we're like oh they didn't make these shelves adjustable and you have so many high heels and now like they're so tight or if I would have had a little bit of wiggle room this could have just worked so much right. better Changed so those are space. exactly little tiny details that I feel like we love getting involved with at the beginning mm -hmm. so when we move the client in everything is just so smooth and seamless right so you so, almost need like an architect or an interior designer to come right. in and mm -hmm. say what do you think about this space how would you like that we see their out? plans and I'm like my God, they look, they're always gorgeous and that's really one of our biggest partnerships that we work with interior designers wow. because they design the outside it looks gorgeous and then we want to match that on the inside so it's a beautiful like built in and I'm like when you open that up I want to see beautiful of like whatever we're housing for that client mm -hmm. I want to see a beautiful place and in a beautiful basket and and all that so it's like we continue the design of the interior designers to the interior of the space so to bring it back to you you're a proud mother of two mm -hmm. um, can you give our community of new parents and moms just some tips of how you manage to do it all Raising a family, um, a business owner, what is your method? The method. The method is definitely support mm -hmm. <laughs> from your family. I feel like when we moved back, um, both me and my husband did like a 360 and changed both of our careers. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, decided to launch Neat Method and and having the support of, of my family that, you know, was was super important because, I, you know, you have the kids and I want to be picking up at school and doing all the things. But having them, you know, available to help us out through those times mm -hmm. was very supportive and having a good community also of friends around that when you're launching a business, trying to get clients and trying to get the word out that they're also there, like they know your strengths and they know you as a person and they're vouching for you and, mm -hmm. and helping you find that business and helping you find these amazing people. So that was definitely very helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've learned a lot. I think our listeners have learned a lot. Where can we find you? So you can find us at neatmethod.com. Okay. And also on our Instagram, our Neat Method Instagram. And then I have my local Miami Neat underscore Tatiana Instagram account as well. We have our Pinterest and all the things. That's that awesome. Different. And we have a, our product line too that you can find it there and get excited about products. As well. Okay. Actually, yeah. before we finish off here, tell us a little bit about that. So you have a product line and do you also shop from other stores like Container Store or do you really stick with your own? Yeah. That, that was a, a, a transition as, as a business. Like we started realizing, obviously, the more we organized and creating these systems in everybody's homes, we were always going to the container store and always mm -hmm. shopping and shopping and shopping. So it was just like a natural transition for us to create some of the product that we're like, oh, this doesn't exist there. And every day we kind of we wish we had this, you know, basket that was this size and this dimension. So, you know, Neat started creating these beautiful products and also to be more sustainable. They're in like natural woods and mm -hmm. beautiful products. So, yeah, we, we shop a lot of our things. You know, again, if it matches the aesthetic of the home that we're in, because like we were mentioned before, it's not a cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets the same thing. It's it's on what the look is and and the feel and, and kind of the aesthetic that we want to create with the organization. So we'll use some of our product line, but we'll obviously still use Container Store. And we also still do Targets of the World and, and uh, you know, Pottery Barn and Crate and Barrel. Again, just to create that look and to find product that maximizes the space. Sometimes it's about that. Like, it's a beautiful space that they want to use our product. And I'm like, oh, but the basket's just not going to work. Right. It's You're just going to limit. It. We're super honest. Right. It's going to limit you. I would love to put it, but this is going to limit you. We're going to find you something that's just going to work better for your space. Great. Mm -hmm. So you customize and individualize yeah. to everybody. Yes. 
All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Everyone, go um, find them on social media. You're very welcome. In the description for the podcast, we will link everything to all of your handles, your website, and your social media so everyone can find you very easily. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to our Talking With Tata podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Talking With Tata, as well as our website, talkingwithtata.com.